It was Knob Creek, Kentucky. Thank you. Several of you got a hold of me and said the footage that ABC used and claimed it was fighting in Syria was from Knob Creek, Kentucky. By the way, did you see that the president lashed out at Brian Kilmeade over the weekend? Brian Kilmeade, of course, is going to be our special guest, one of them, for Noise. This is 95.3 MNC. And Final Phase Electric are officially kicking off the countdown to the 2020 presidential election with the fourth annual Noise, which will be happening Saturday, November 2nd. We'll be at Center 615 in Elkhart again this year. Again, we got Brian Kilmeade, 95.3 MNC, Fox News host, best-selling author, and townhall.com editor, Fox News contributor, and best-selling author herself, Katie Pavlich. General admission tickets are on sale now for just $40. Don't wait. Okay, Ticket sales are strong. We sell out every year. I'm telling you right now, you're, you're down to just about uh, two weeks, a little over two weeks. Don't wait. Get your tickets today before it's too late. Uh, each attendee, by the way, will get a copy of Brian's brand new book, Sam Houston. Tickets are available at 953mnc.com, or you can come to the 953mnc studios at 237 West Edison Road in Mishawaka. Again, it is Saturday, November 2nd, presented by Final Phase Electric at 953MNC. Looking forward to making some noise with all of you. Well, California is the most advanced state in the history of America, which is why they have to shut their power down anytime the wind blows to prevent massive wildfires. Of course, it did not help. Millions of people lost their power because it was cut intentionally, and then wildfires happened anyway last week. But, got a couple of articles here. Whoops, it seems that all those people who had solar panels installed on their roofs but didn't pay the extra money for a battery system in their homes are finding out that said solar panels are worthless once PG&E shut down the grid in Northern California to prevent brush fires. Um, yeah, probably should have known that. Now, the whole point of having the battery is to store the energy that the solar panel generates so you can use it at a later date. That's the whole point. So installing the solar panels without getting the battery back up doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, and a lot of people apparently discovered that the hard way in California here last week. I'm sorry, solar that. panels will be mandatory on all new homes in California next year. The batteries, though... Uh, are not mandatory. As of the writing of this post, nearly 200,000 are still without power in Northern California. And again, people ended up learning that the the uh, the issue with their solar panels, they didn't really work unless you got that battery system, which again, they, they should have known, should have been explained to them. If they opted out, that is on them. It's kind of like when you're here and you know you live in a neighborhood that gets power outages all the time like I used to. And then you don't get a generator. Um, it's it's uh, it's going to suck for a while, which is why I got a generator ultimately, because the neighborhood that I lived in at the time was always having power outages, and that generator saved our skin more times than I can count. And then we have this one. Electric car owners hit hard by California's unprecedented power shutdown. This is Steve Straub. In what can only be called a hilarious twist of fate, California electric car owners are finding out that their cars don't work too well if there is no power. How do you get to work if you can't charge your car? I mean, who could have ever predicted this could be a problem? As Car and Driver Magazine reports, 
Nature built California to burn. And there's only so much Elon Musk, Pacific Gas and Electric, or anyone else can do to diminish that. Something they could do is clear the underbrush. But I digress. All Tesla supercharger stations in regions affected by California power outages will have Tesla power packs within the next few weeks. Elon Musk tweeted this morning in response to PG&E's shutoff of power to several California regions in order to minimize the risk of wildfire from high winds. Again, this is uh, from last week. Just waiting on permits, Elon Musk said. Weeks can be a long wait if you're looking at a Model 3 in your garage with a drained battery, no electrical power to charge it, and the closest grocery store with power is 80 miles away. But such is life in the Golden State, where Forrest and uh, Chaparral are all on hair triggers, ready to ignite with the slightest transfer malfunction or transmission line break. Now, again, um, <laughs> this is a little interesting. Uh, Straub writes that it's funny. He says, what's not funny, though, is the fact that regula- regulations in California have made it next to impossible for the power companies to manage the safety of their equipment and their lines. Uh, PG&E has repeatedly said that we want to do a bunch of stuff that makes us safer, but California won't let us do it. Uh, in my lifetime, California has always had power poles, electrical transformers, forests, and there have always been periods of high winds. It's only recently that this has become a significant issue. Environmentalists make it difficult to clear the brush and overgrown trees that utility companies need to manage. Democrats claim that they want to save threatened animals, but instead their policies cause massive fires that destroy whole forests or large chunks of them in thousands of homes. This is all true. Um And, of course, they try to blame global warming on this stuff, which isn't happening, but uh, all of the fire experts make it crystal clear it's the lack of clearing the undergrowth um, that is the issue. And, obviously, the power company has made multiple arguments publicly about what they have not been allowed to do for their their company and that sort of thing. But, again, you're California, and there are few people in the world more smug than people in certain cities in California. And they love to tout how advanced and superior they are and yet here here they are they're living in a third world country where they got to cut the power when the wind blows for crying out loud i got news for you the wind blows a lot in california it's a very windy state particularly around the mojave and if you can't keep your power grid on when the wind blows you've got real problems but then you throw in there that people are putting electrical pan or uh, solar panels on their car or their not the cars excuse me solar panels on their house but they're not getting the battery system, so the solar panels are useless in a power outage. And then, of course, they're getting electrical vehicles, which I have no issue with, but they can't charge the electrical vehicle because the solar panels on their house don't have a battery system. Now, what can you drive in a power outage? Uh, uh, yeah, a combustible engine. Uh, but Just throwing it out there as a possibility, ladies and gentlemen. Or you could go to Harbor Freight, I guess. If Harbor Freight is still open, you could buy one of those little cellular solar panel chargers. And you can go ahead and you can charge up your uh, your Tesla with that. Anyway, to the phone lines we go. Bob, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. I, I just like to weigh in on the solar issue. I've done some research on it, and the batteries they don't tell you about. The batteries are very expensive in the range oh, yeah. of five to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, they're gnarly. No, and they don't run things like heaters. They don't run a stove or 
They have refrigerators that run 24 volts, but they're very inefficient, so they draw a lot of energy, and you will not be able to run your air conditioner for very long. Right. So, yeah. I mean, all real, all very real points. And we've actually had people right. in the solar industry call us and say that they think in the industry that they're seven to nine years away from having batteries that are good enough for these things. Now, the technology is progressing, and that's great, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with getting a system installed if you want to supplement your, your bill and everything else if you have the extra cash. But, you know, right. it, it, the real question is, are you actually going to save money? Um, and most people who put in solar panels will not save money because the cost of the solar panel will outweigh the benefit of having oh, said ab- solar panel. Absolutely. Another thing that they haven't told you about is, in Indiana, the average daylight throughout the year, the average is only like five to six hours a day of sunlight that will produce solar energy. Mm-hmm. That's average. But still, I'm sure California is not much more than that. Well, remember, they've got Ivanpah, right? So Ivanpah is the second, is it the largest or second largest solar factory in the country? And that's right there between California and Nevada. It's very sunny, very hot, best place in the country to put it. And it runs on diesel generators to generate enough power so that way the plant is actually generating energy. So you still have diesel running the solar power grid. Otherwise, the solar power grid does not work. And in Australia, an entire region, I think the southern region, but don't quote me on that, converted to green energy. And they have these rolling brownouts consistently since they did this. It's been a real problem over there. So, you know, again, we may get there. But at this point in time, it's it's not what people think it is. And as long no. as they go in it with their eyes wide open and they understand that there's going to be some some growth that has to come with the technology, then they'll be fine. But if you're coming in there thinking that they're going to put a couple of solar panels on their house and they don't have to worry about paying the power company anymore, that just isn't going to happen. Right, right. Now, you can get a few, like, golf cart batteries, and you can run lights and some small things. Sure. Sure. If you've got a cabin out in the woods, you know, it's yeah. a good way to go. But And there's nothing wrong with having it for an emergency. As long right. as you have the batteries, otherwise it's useless. It's not going to do you any good if no, you're not going to use right. any stored energy. So That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot. You bet. Way in all I appreciate Thank it. You. All right. Take care. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I, would, you know, I think that it would be beneficial for... Um, for the grids and for the power plants, if people did have these things, but you've got to get to a point where it's gonna it's gonna be good for people to get them. Um, you know this. I know that you hear the commercials and things like that. that you can forward pay for your utilities for the next thirty years and stuff like that. I'm, I that's Bernie Sanders math, um, but it's it's not it it doesn't work that way. I hope that one day it does. But right now, it doesn't work that way. And there's some new technology, too, that's out there that will be great and will be able to go ahead and uh, really advance this stuff. And, I, and I'm, I'm hopeful that it advances pretty quick. But uh, at the same time, as long as you have a clear head about it and you know what you're getting into, you should be okay. But people putting solar panels on their house in California have found out that those things don't work when the power goes out because you don't get the battery system. And as the last caller was just saying, depending on the battery system that you get and how many panels you have, you know, it may not run, you know, uh, your air conditioner and things like that for an extended period of time. It can, just depends on the system, folks. Uh, but then you also have people who are driving these electric cars. Well, if the power goes out and you can't charge your electric car, you don't have a car. So you need to have some backups, have some redundancy, as with any system. 
have redundancy built into your plan. There's nothing wrong with having an electric car. I wouldn't mind have. I've been looking at these electric motorcycles lately. I, I wouldn't mind having one of those. And some of them are pretty cheap, by the way. You can get it for four or five grand. Uh, but at the same time, you have to have redundancy if you can't charge those things. We've got your phone calls and more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Listeners sent me a message and said, you said that Trump lashed out at Brian Kilmeade, but didn't tell us why. Well, that's because I was leading into our commercial and our advertisement for noise, because you got to get your tickets. You're running out of time. But at 4.30, I'll be giving you Syria and Ukraine updates. So stay tuned for just a few more minutes, and we will get all of that for you. And I'll tell you exactly why the president is upset at Brian Kilmeade, who will be a special guest at Noise on November 2nd. Get your tickets now at 953MNC.com. Joy, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi there. I've been, listen- I've been listening to your show and about the problems in California. Yeah. I've always felt that they wanted to be the shining example for everyone, so they wanted to go to... All solar stuff. Yeah. Now they're finding that's not working well. And then they say, well, we'll go to electric cars, but they can't use those when the power is out. Also, you can't use your gas cars because the pumps don't pump. It's true. Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll go back to the horses, but then they sometimes fart. So I don't know what they're going to do. Well, and, you know, this is... When, you, when you're trying to do what they're trying to do, and, and you know, again, it's it's noble. They genuinely feel, for the most part in that state, at least in those big cities, they genuinely feel that there is some damage being done and they want to be a part of the solution. The problem is that solar panels are not all that environmentally friendly. Neither are electric no. vehicles. So, you know, when you're doing this, you're not actually helping everybody. You're that, And I know that you probably don't watch South Park. I'm, I'm making an assumption here, Joy, but there is a whole episode... Um, called Smug Alert, where everybody in San Francisco sniffs their own farts because they're so smug and above it all for driving their electric vehicles. And but, oh, but, I gotta find that. But this is, and you can, honestly, there's a really funny song. I was going to play the song um, that one of the characters made about the hybrid vehicles, so every time I talked about this stuff, that, would, that song would play in the background. I just never did it. Got too lazy, but... Um, but there is that attitude. I mean, there's just that, that huge attitude oh, where yes. they are super smug about it. And like I said, I, I am yes. all for oh. these advancements. I just want people to go into yep. it with their eyes wide open and understand what's actually happening. Well, you know, and also they, they're so, uh, the tree hugger business, there are some of the trees and the conifers that need to have a fire for the seeds to open. Correct. Yeah, the, so, the fire is a cleansing thing that happens and if you clear the undergrowth, you tend to limit that fire to what would normally and naturally happen for the most part. Obviously, you'll have man-made fires, and those yeah. are problems. But um, but if you don't clear it, then you just create this tinder, and it, it makes the problem so much worse. It's so much hotter, and it's very difficult to get to these areas. And you put firefighters' lives in jeopardy. You put people's lives in jeopardy. It's terrible. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we we were there a few years ago, and it was it was scary. The oh sure, I was all orange from where it was, yep. and, and slip was fall on the cars. Yep, I, I mean, thing. I'm I'm from wildfire country. You know, this is something that I grew up with, and it's it's not pleasant. I mean, it really isn't. Um, you get real nervous and you get real scared, even though you live in certain areas that may not be affected. But 
you know, even in Las Vegas, if there was a big fire that was happening in California, you could see it. You know, you could look over the mountains and see the glow and the haze and the smoke yeah. would still come over. I mean, they get really, really bad. And if if people don't understand how they're managed, it's easy to confuse somebody about what is actually happening. And, and you know, because people get scared. Yeah. I mean, this is dangerous. People's lives are at risk. And it's it's ugly to sure. look at. But there is this cleansing that happens. You're right where it causes new growth and and it's a part of the natural process you know we didn't invent fire it's like you know, fire has been here forever oh, wow. and and you that, could you, you know, could argue that we limit the benefits of fire because we keep putting them out yes yes god put it there for a reason with the seeds that do the thing you know yeah i'm from chicago they're still blaming you know mrs what's her face and her cow <laughs> so it takes a long time because you know that's October's our month to lament the, the Chicago fire. Yeah, I get you. All right, well, Joy, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, thank All you. All right, sir. take care. You know, it's things like that. I, sometimes when I talk on this stuff, people seem to think like, "Oh, why are you so anti-electric vehicle?" I'm really not. How many times have I said that the new Teslas are actually nice? I wouldn't mind having um, one of the new Teslas. I like them, but. The old Teslas were firebombs. You know, they would randomly brick themselves to where the vehicle didn't work, and then you had to pay tens of thousands of dollars to get the thing running again, even though it wasn't your fault. They would sporadically catch on fire, spontaneous Tesla combustion and that sort of thing, and they weren't the only electrical vehicle that did that. So for a while, they were, you know, again, you root for them. It's an American company that's doing something innovative. You root for them, but at the same time, um, they're really expensive they're not practical for the average person. I keep hoping for, keep hearing about, including here. Remember, we're supposed to have a budget-friendly electric vehicle manufactured here in Michiana, right? I don't see the vehicle. They're here. Uh, they have the facility. It's it's right across Capitol. I, I just, I don't see any of those budget-friendly vehicles coming out. And I would like to see that because I think a lot of people would really like a budget-friendly electric vehicle. But a budget-friendly electric vehicle is also the only way that you're going to get your return on your investment. You know, when you buy a $100,000 vehicle, you're, you're not going to save any money. So if you're doing it for economic reasons, that, that doesn't make any sense. So if you're doing it for environmental reasons, then you have to, you have, to have this, this uh, moment where you realize that the batteries and everything that you're using to charge the vehicle, all of that is not environmentally friendly. So you're actually increasing your impact. And the research seems to suggest this. So I, I, you know, now if you're just saying because it's cool, it's new, and I want to look down upon people, awesome. By all means, that's why you buy nice things. You want to feel good about yourself. You want to look down at the plebs. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just accept that is the reason why you want it. I have the money. I like the car. It's nice. It's got gadgets. And you know what? Not a lot of people are driving them, and that's why I'm going to get it. And ultimately, that's why people buy expensive vehicles anyway, is because they're rare, and you want to be able to brag. And there's nothing wrong. Your success, there's nothing wrong with bragging about your success. I know that some people look down upon it, and that's fine if you're a humble person. But, you know, if you're successful, there's nothing wrong with letting people know that you're successful. But that's the reason you're buying a Tesla. You're not buying the Tesla to save the planet because you're not. And you're not buying the Tesla to save yourself money because you're not. So just be honest with yourself and everybody else about what's going on.
All right, 574-2595-953. There have been some updates on Syria. Very close call with American troops. Troops, Our troops almost started killing Turkish people over the weekend. We'll talk about that. We'll also have some updates on the Ukraine and what's been happening in that whole fiasco up next on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Ladies and gentlemen, I have got to tell you about Michiana Family Insurance. If you own your home or you drive a car, you need to know that a phone call to a local insurance company is way better than buying online. A few clicks doesn't make us experts in coverage. You know, you go online, you go to these websites, right? And you're like, oh, what do I need here? What do I need there? Nobody really advises you. If you're lucky, there will be one of those live chat things, and they might get back to you like tomorrow, India time. And then, of course, you have to play this tag thing. It's it's a mess, okay? You really do need somebody that will actually be able to pick up the phone and have a conversation. So make the call to Michiana Family Insurance, even if you already have insurance, You'll immediately see the difference when you call. You talk to a real person that knows what's happening in our community because they live in our community. And because they're local, you can also drop in when you need to make your payment or even just to ask a question. Most importantly, they know insurance. They'll ask the questions so they know what's important to you and find expert solutions so you know that you are actually covered. So again, you can go um, you can check them out right now. Michiana Family Insurance. You can give them a call at 231-1500. That's 231-1500. Again, you're going to talk to a real person. 231-1500, Michiana Family Insurance. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Casey, aren't noise tickets sold out? No, only the VIP is sold out. Yo, you got general admission tickets available for 40 bucks. You get a free book. If there's 10 of you, if you've got nine clones, you can get a 20% discount. Okay, we have a group rate for that. So again, only the VIP sold out. The regular noise tickets did not sell out. That's why I tell you about it twice a show. (laughs) Go go buy your tickets. (laughs) Don't wait, please. Anyway, uh, our... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I just I just clicked over to make sure there's no traffic, and I saw that, and I'm like, no, they're not sold out yet. Uh, they will sell out because they've sold out every year that we've done it, but you've got two weeks left, and we do have general admission available. VIPs are sold out, not general admission. President Trump got into a spat with Fox News host Brian Kilmeade, who will be at noise again over a report. On the Turkish attack on Kurdish fighters in Syria, the Daily Mail writes, Donald Trump lashed out at Fox News Channel host on Monday for saying Turkey is carving up the Kurds after the president ordered American forces to begin moving out of Syria. Uh, They're not moving out of Syria, though. Okay, so the Daily Mail got that wrong. They're being redeployed to different bases in different parts of Syria. Uh, Brian Kilmeade over at Fox and Friends got it all wrong, the president complained on Twitter. He also claimed Kurds in northern Syria, may be releasing some ISIS fighters from their prisons as a tactic to draw U.S. military back in. The militancy said, would be easily recaptured by Turkey or European nations from where many of them came, 
but they should move quickly. All right. So, um, again, the president is not happy about this. There's a lot of people on all sides who are not happy about this. And again, speaking of irony, because irony has been kind of the topic du jour today, there's a whole lot of people out there who don't want the U.S. in Syria who said the president had no authority to be doing stuff that he was doing in Syria. He didn't get us involved in Syria in the first place, but it's still interesting to watch, like uh, Congressman Murphy. Now, I posted over the weekend, the U.S. has no legal authority to be doing what they're doing in Syria. The president is committing war crimes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're really angry that the president is de-escalating in Syria. Well, you can't have it both ways. It's only been a couple of months. you got to pick and choose what your position is. But we're at a state in American politics where your opinion, I'm talking about the parties, not necessarily you, some of you, your opinion is automatically the opposite of the political party you don't belong to. So if you are for the border wall one month, Schumer, but now the Republican guy's in office and he's for a border wall, you have to be against the border wall, even though you were in favor of it just a couple of months before. And the whole reason for that is you can't agree with the other side on one issue. And that is so profoundly dumb. So this creates this rift in our society that we're constantly bickering about little tiny things that make no sense. And everybody is being called out for being the hypocrites that they are because they somehow changed the position that they had simply because their people are not in power. Anyway, to the phone lines we go. Jeff, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, Casey. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, uh, with all due respect to him, I think uh, Brian Kilmeade has been way out of line on that uh, Syria deal because we never signed up to protect the Kurds the rest of their life. I mean, I'm not against people stopping the... Turkish people from going in there and doing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we didn't sign up to be there for a lifetime. It's all American blood, all American money to taxpayers and our soldiers' blood. And I, I just don't agree with anybody that wants to stay there. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, look, that's the president's position. And, and for the record, you know, the Department of Defense, they gave a a pretty good press conference about this last week. They said, we're not abandoning the Kurds. We are redeploying about 50 people from this area to a different area in in different areas around the country where we are still embedded with the Kurds. So, and in fact, American troops came under fire from the Turks over the weekend because they were close to Turk, uh, not Turks, but Kurds where they were protecting them. So it's, I get both sides. Both sides have valid points there. It's the Kurds. The Kurds have been loyal to us for many conflicts. Um, and you want to protect them. You want to you want to help them because they're also, ideologically, they're in line with us. I get that. But you also have a valid point, which is the president's point, which is we're not going to protect everybody for the rest of their lives. They don't want to give up this conflict. They don't want to relocate. They don't want to move somewhere where they're not going to be at war with them. So at some point, you have to back away and let them fight. And the Kurds, obviously, know that they have a disadvantage, so they want American firepower and support and and things of that, which I can appreciate from their angle. Um, But ultimately, the president is the president of the United States, as he said, and he's not the president of the world. Um, And again, both sides have very valid points on this. 
But you no, know, he, he he's right, Casey. They've been fighting since dinosaurs. Oh yeah, no, this is this is thousands of years old. And like I said, the, and, the Kurds are so territorial. Getting them to relocate to a place where you can establish a, a Kurdish nation is just not something that is going to happen in the near future. And so you have to make a decision: Do we stay there forever and do we fight this battle forever, or do we let that the Kurds in Syria have the war that they have been wanting with Turkey, and Turkey has been wanting with them? And that's ultimately what it, what he's, he has done. I, I'm afraid one of these days they're gonna. Well, maybe not President Trump, but the way it was before. I mean, we've been over there for years, and yep. uh, it's not like when, when you was a military uh, soldier. I mean, yeah, they're going to mess around and get us into a big conflict one of these they days. Could. Well, and that's, an, that's, a, that's another thing, Jeff. i, I got to cut you out because i got to break, but there's Jeff's on to something here because Russia's involved in all of this. And that's important for everybody to remember, too. You know, if we're going to get we never should have been involved in regime change in Syria anyway. It was a stupid policy by the Obama administration. And that's what caused all of this. So it, it now Russia is involved. So the United States has got it. OK, do we protect the Kurds who want to fight with Turkey and risk a full scale conflict with Syria, possibly Russia and others? These are all things that have to be balanced. And nothing is a clean decision here. Nothing is. Uh, but this is the hand that the president has been dealt and he's made his decision. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I want you to start thinking about something for 5 o'clock. If you have HIV, should you be required to tell your partner? <clears throat> oh, Joe says yes. Joe is a bigot. We'll get to that at 5 o'clock. And why Why might that have something to do with Pete's Pete's condoms that we invented a little while ago? Uh-oh. There could be trouble for old Petey. That'd be Mayor Petey, in case you don't know what Pete's Pete's condoms are. All right. Back to Syria. Latest updates. Uh, after American troops almost returned fire on Turkey because uh, Turkey was shelling an area in Syria and American troops were... Um, we're really close by. I don't know if it was quite what you call danger close, but it was close enough that they considered returning fire. But now Russia is patrolling between Turkish and Syrian forces after the U.S. troops have withdrawn from, from this region. So Russia announced Tuesday that its units were patrolling between Turkish and Syrian military forces near the northern Syrian town of Manbij. A sign that Moscow, a key ally of the Syrian government, was moving to fill a security vacuum after U.S. troops withdrew from the area. This is not unexpected. I told you this was going to happen because you're, they're trying, they're doing the same thing that we were doing, okay? I get it. Russia is considered the bad guy, but Russia has been right about Syria from the very beginning, and Russia is trying to prevent Syria from going to war with Turkey. And now Syria is like, well, Turkey's invading Syria, and we have to defend ourselves. Now Turkey would clobber the snot out of Syria. Syria's got no chance against Turkey. But they do if they have Russians there. So Russians are there as a buffer, just like we were there as a buffer, to keep Syria and Turkey from going uh, full-blown conflict at one another. So there's that. The president did announce sanctions and vowed to destroy Turkey's economy if possible war crimes continue. 
President Trump announced plans to impose economic sanctions on the government of Turkey Monday afternoon as President Recep Erdogan continues his military invasion into northern Syria. He also announced a change in U.S. troop levels inside the country. I will soon be issuing an executive order authorizing the imposition of sanctions against current and former officials of the government of Turkey. Now, again, this process has already started last week, but after there was that incident where American troops were were really close to getting shelled, um, the president has now changed his position and he's taken a more aggressive stance here. The order will enable the United States to impose powerful additional sanctions on those who may be involved in serious human rights abuses, obstructing a ceasefire, preventing displaced persons from returning home, forcibly repatriating refugees, or threatening the peace, security, or stability in Syria. The order will authorize a broad range of consequences, including financial sanctions, the blocking of property, the barring entry into the United States, and more. So that's the the president's latest position on Syria as a result of this shelling that happened over the weekend. No, Ameri- no Americans were hurt, thank God, but they did consider returning fire because it was so close. So, again, the situation is, it, it's all a mess. Um, Ukraine, there's some updates on that, too. We'll get to that, I guess, in the 5 o'clock hour. Ran out of time this hour. So coming up next, if you have HIV, should you be required to tell your partner about it? Presidential candidate Mayor Pete Buttigieg says no, you shouldn't be. We'll talk about that coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.